I just want to talk about the protests, like your experience, and then like from there. You uh, went to one, right? Yeah, and I I talked to Paige, and, and my experience was different than hers. But hmm. Hmm. where did Paige go? She went to East Lyme. Oh, I heard about East Limes. At all, I'm kind of interested to hear what yours was like because I know Florida's like a uh, kind of a conservative area down there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That was the difference because went to a protest. And we got to like closer to where the protest was starting in a park. And we just see a bunch of veterans and like wheelchairs and like motorcyclists. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what is this? And then we got closer and there's like a hundred like veterans and like MAGA heads just standing there. Yeah. And so then we parked the car and then we walked towards the protest and we walked past like 150 MAGA people. And then we finally get to the protest like we're going to. And then we marched past the maggot people and they just filmed us and they were just like filming us marching and like shaking their heads at us. And I was like, what is going just on? Approval? Yes, they were on like both sides of the sidewalk as we're walking in the street yeah. marching. And they're just like, one person was like, we love our police. And like, I was like, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. We had like the opposite happen to us, like walking from that park down the road, like people on both sides of the road line the road, like with free water with signs that said like, you're doing the right thing, like cheered us on. I mean, I'm sure the difference is that. Like where we live. Broughton is like, it's a very diverse town from the time that I've lived here. I've noticed it's very diverse as well as the police. I felt like the, I don't know, like where the police, um, participating like one court participating in your protest or was it just strictly just civilians uh there was police like stopping traffic so we could march in the streets yeah. and there was i'll get to the, uh, that part later but yeah. like then there was like police walking back in the march back to where we were starting and, and people in the crowd were like oh the police are marching with us that's so cool i'm like they're literally just walking back to where they were before. Like they're not with us. They're just doing their job at the same time. Yeah. We had like the police were on bikes, like flanking the protest. I was was confused. Cause like, where did you guys march? Cause isn't the police station at the top of that hill? Well, so (laughs) so there's Groton city and Groton town. I think it's the Groton city station. That's up the hill next to Fitch high school. But we walked to Groton Town Police, which was closer to Washington Park, down next to Cumberland Farms. So we walked, oh, like, yeah. yeah, like up past Big Y and then turned where the minions are, walked all the way up that's that. A, that's a walk. Yeah. And so, of course, people that don't, like, don't understand what we're talking about. What was it? Like a three, it's probably a three-mile walk one way, a three-mile walk. It was three and a half miles. The that's other, a walk. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> Our walk was, like maybe half mile at that yeah we, we walked to the police station too we walked to the mayor's office or something i don't know where anything in florida is but then there was a guy who was running for some kind of seat and he had us text nine minutes to him and then i was like oh i wonder who we texted nine minutes to and i and then it was like it was his phone number and now he texted us this week and he's like we'd love to see you vote for me on the ballot and i was like I thought we were texting the person in an official that wasn't doing anything now, but then it was just him getting his 
number from us and then he has like our information to like reach out yeah. to us for his campaign yeah. which i didn't sign up for but i was like okay yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with that i think let me shut this really quick i mean i can't vote in florida that's all i know but yeah i mean i felt like one of the, well what i was going to say with the police thing is that i felt like i i know there's a lot of things i've been seeing where it's like the police are just doing things to appease people the police are doing one thing and then contradicting their actions by then like showing police brutality like we're seeing a lot of that but i i felt like genuinely for the most part the police and Groton weren't trying to be a, like a part of it they were just there to aid and make sure that whatever effort that the that the um that the protest was aiming for was able to be achieved and i felt like for the most part they really did a good job of just letting the protest happen mm -hmm. as well as the and this was like one of the biggest takeaways that I took from my protest that I went to was my protest. The protest I went to was <laughs> that's what I was nervous about too, being like, hey, let's just talk about our protest. Well, but I feel like not... you actually can feel and like you connect to like the cause by going to it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, well, let me just finish. I'm gonna forget what I was gonna say, but um one thing that I was really impressed with, probably one of the most like poignant things that I was feeling from going to the protest I went to was that it was organized by mainly high school kids, mm -hmm. like these high school girls and like girls had just graduated or were graduating this year. And so they're standing up. So we got to municipal building and they're standing up in front of nearly a thousand people. And I was so impressed by how poised they were, how like mature, how articulate, how confident, you know, I could keep going on with like these, with these words, but like, the amount of courage they had to get up there and organize, not only organize, but to organize it well. And then they had the, the gusto to tell people who were, because once we got to the municipal building, people started to be combative towards, you know, other people. There was arguing going on. And the girls stepped up and said, like, hey, like, we are here to have a conversation. Don't be mm -hmm. disrespectful. And I felt like the combination of them kind of uh, taking a step up and saying, we don't like what the police are doing, but we are going to allow them to speak as well as the police being like, this isn't for us to be like, we're, we're so great, all lives matter, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. For them to be like, this is about them and these children that put together an incredible protest. I felt like that made it uh, very, like, um, it made it what it was. And it was, and truthfully, I felt like it was a really productive, really powerful moment for everyone that participated. And that goes to your point to say, once you're there, you feel something different. It's not just seeing it on social media. It's being there and feeling like the pain in people's voices. And that's like, that's powerful to hear that. Yeah. And like, there wasn't any like disruptive, like combative or like violence or like anyone trying to start fights. Like the people that were filming us, like the veterans, I called them racist. I didn't even know what they were. I was just like, they're not with us. So they're not, they're against us. But like one person was like, started yelling at another person being like, I can be here. And they were just holding their phones up at each other, filming each other being like, I can be here. I'm filming you. You're filming me. I'm going to film you. Right. I was like, what is going on? But then the part that was like confusing was that like, we're protesting racism, I guess at this point, but it also sends back to police. So like the police were like doing, doing traffic and like making sure everyone was safe. And everyone was like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. But like, we're there to fucking protest you. And then it had also was like the first weekend. So then there was the still the new stuff of defund the police. And there was no defund the police like 
signs or anything like that at the Florida protest. So it was more of like, it was a Black Lives Matter protest, which is like, it's about racism, but there also has to be like a policy change. So if I, I wanted to make a sign, I didn't make a sign, but I want to make a sign that's like defund the police. I would feel we- awkward walking by a police officer having a sign that says that. I think, I think the distinction, like if I can make a distinction for how I feel is that it's not that they're protesting police officers, they're protesting police brutality, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a distinction. Like what I'm learning and I've had to open my, my eyes and like my heart to see that there's a lot more police officers than I had thought that were engaging in these like heinous acts. Because as a kid, and I'm thinking of like to the kids that I work with, most of them, when they write what they want to be when they grow up, it's police officers. Because when you're young, you're taught, well, as a white person, you're taught, the police are there to protect you. They're there to serve. They're there to serve you. If you need something, you can call them. And that's the view I've had. That's not to say I'm not fearful when I do get pulled over. I'm not fearful for my life, though. And that's the distinction. And that's what they're protesting is that fear that they have that if they get pulled over, or if they're just walking in the street, or if they're sleeping in their bed, or whatever else you know a black person's been killed for, the police are at fault. And that's what I feel like they're protesting. I think what I felt is like there is a distinction to be made for people that are trying. And in my opinion, and this is like where I haven't shared it yet, but I feel like I'll just say it just to say it. Like, I don't think all cops are bad. I think there's a bad system. And if you're a cop that stands by and lets things happen, you're at fault. I think people can try. And those are the people that we have to honor, but we have to be critical in looking at which people are genuine in which people are doing like what you're saying is just doing things to do things for a camera or to escape what might happen if they don't show support to the black life, black lives movement. You know, I think that's the distinction. I think it's hard. And I think I'm realizing that there's a lot more police officers than I thought that um, abuse their power. So that's something that I'm, you know, having to challenge in my own thinking, but. Yeah. I mean, I can understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. People are like police officers. They're not all bad, whatever. But I was, I just like think like, it's like the uniform. It's the thing you do, the orders you follow. And right. I just put it to like an extreme, I guess. The Nazis, they're following orders. They probably opened the door for a woman. They're probably nice to somebody on a date. They're still a fucking Nazi. Like, they're still well, shitty people. Yeah, we were kind of talking about that. Like, there's people that are like racist, and like we're white, so yeah, they're nice to us, and they're like, oh, he might be like he's biased but he's a nice person like you have to kind of set that aside and say like you might be nice to like me or you might be nice to one specific group of people but at the end of the day you're still a shitty person yeah and like the main thing i mean there's a lot going on right now anyways with like this was like the iceberg or whatever the hell they say but then now there's like sexual misconduct and sexual assault police officers and people they take in and then there's like there's a lot of different things that are the problem. Yeah. Like a good person can become a police officer trying to do a good job. But ultimately, if the system they're working in is fucked up, it's it makes it almost impossible to be a good person, like a good police officer. And like, yeah, I think it's similar yeah. to like being a politician where like you go in with like this idea you're going to make change and then it doesn't work out that way because everything's yeah. already set in this way that works for people. Yeah. And if I could clarify, I also like, I feel the same way that you guys feel. If you're, 
you can be a good person, but if you sit idly by and watch things happen, you're at fault. Yeah, you're not a good person. At so that I'm not saying that. I do think that there are places like I'm sure there are police uh, groups or there's towns that have police officers that do try for the most part and try and encourage diversity and encourage different trainings that help people in the community prosper rather than, you know, be uh, aggressively attacked for things that they're not really doing. Um, but I do think, and like I'm saying, I've had to kind of challenge my thinking to say, okay, what I've been taught as a kid and what the world I thought would be when I'm 23 is not the world that I'm living in at 23. And that's like something that I'm struggling with in general, but it's more so highlighted now by the fact that the people that we're supposed to trust or the people that we've been told that we can trust the government, the police, whatever it may be like, these aren't people that are looking for our best interests. They're using us to further what they want and the feelings that they have. And, you know, I feel, I feel bad that, you know, the more I learn, I feel bad that people are born into a, you know, we're all born into this America and we're taught that we have these things like the American dream, but, like th that's not for everybody. Like America isn't really for everybody. And that's what we've been taught. And that's not the, the truth. Yeah. I mean, I come from a more, not, not from you guys or anything, but like, I kind of like want to see the world burn in, in like a metaphoric way of like, we need to restart everything. Like everything's fucked up. So it's like good and bad with like the defund the police and, the idea that like oh well, these cops are nice and stuff like that but people just think that like defund the police that there's going to be like people breaking into your house because people benefit from the police like keeping them safe like you're saying with like so you guys want to defund the police i think <laughs> i think we i think people need to clarify what defund the police means not not for people that get it but for the people that don't get it, who are like, defund the police, what are they going to, they're going to have no money. Like, that's not what that, yeah. what that means, I think. I mean, they're I like, think they're like using both disband and defund. It's Yeah. And I, I think that like defund the police is like, when you actually learn what it means, it makes a lot of sense. And most people would agree with it. Yeah. But defund the police, like the way it's phrased is kind of like, I guess I'd say like polarizing. Because you hear it and you think it means, like, just pull the police out of our community. Like, let the criminals have it. But, like, it's really hard to say, reallocate police funding to social programs. Like, put that on a poster. Which is what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said before you guys got cut off. Where I was saying that, like, defund the police. People are, like, people are going to break into my house. Because they benefit from having the police. Because they're there for them. Like, people call the police as their personal security. That's why there's so much, like problems but like five percent oh, well, of yes. crime five percent of crime wait yeah five percent of crime is violence like there's so much other things going on i i think people i think you're right i think there's certain people that abuse the their privilege and how they look and they abuse that to suit what they want but that happens at all levels. That's just not police. That's also judges. That's also lawmakers. That like it, it's like we see it in the police because they're the ones that have the force. But it's also the judges that are sentencing people. It's also like legislators that are making bills that are laws that benefit white people and 
and target people of color like it's not just the police it goes all the way up what do you guys think about the uh, instagram stories i like when people post links to like information or like stories that like you can learn from i think that's really good and like posting links to things that like you can further you know i think it's a good idea it helps to get information quickly to people yeah i'm a fan I like it. I, I think, but I think you're right. I think it's two things. You have to listen, you have to learn, and then you have to activate. So I'm trying to listen. I've definitely been doing a lot of learning. Like I've been watching a lot of, I'm not really like a reader. So I've been trying to like watch like videos and do like Ted talks. And I've watched a couple of good Ted talks that explain things in a different light and put things in a different light. But I'm trying to also challenge the way that I think, cause I know a lot of times myself and, and others included, we, we view media and things that feel good to us. And so we get stuck in this loop of just having the same thoughts in our head or like watching things that um, confirm what we think, but I'm trying to get outside of that and hear other opinions and hear different perspectives. Cause that's what this is about. I'm, I'm white. So I have an obligation to learn, you know, what black people are going through and, you know, try and get a better uh, grasp. Of, of course, I'll never fully understand what, you know, what they go through, but I would like to learn. And then once I've learned, then I can be a better um, support ally. system, a better ally moving forward. Because truthfully, I don't know enough. And I think like if we are all being honest with ourselves, we probably, none of us know enough. So I'm trying to learn. And I've seen a lot of your stuff, Max, is like, what do we do after? How do we take social media and move from social media, the digital world, to the real world. Because this is where we live, the real world. So, and that's kind of what I want to ask you. Like, what like, what do you think are some steps, some action steps we could be taking moving forward? Because I, I know that you've been posting a lot of resources. I mean, we talked a week ago on uh, Infamous Blackout Tuesday. Uh, I'm still, I'm still, I don't know if I should post this black square. Um, I mean, I liked what I wrote, but I still like, I don't think social media like drives, it drives the conversation, but it also can be like a trend, which it seems like it was last week. And I'll ask you about that too. Like people mm. have just gone back to their regular lives, which is like frustrating to me, but cause like everybody, that, not everybody that posts the black square, but then I feel like lumped in with that. But yeah, I, I didn't, the, I, Go ahead. You can go. I didn't I didn't post the black square. I felt like I didn't understand the purpose of it because like now more than to take a day. I think it was I think there's a lot of misinformation and because there is misinformation people um like hopped on a bandwagon like you're saying like a trend it was a trend. Uh. It was something easy to do where there was no way you could get it wrong. So people hopped on it and they got it wrong because we weren't thinking, you know, what's the purpose behind this. And, um, that's, and that, but that's where the social media aspect gets us in trouble because we do a lot of group think and we hop on a bandwagon, but we're not being, um, we're not looking deeper into like why we're doing something. We just see someone doing it and we're like, we have to do that as well. But what I'm impressed with, more so is the people that have kept on the trend afterwards who posted a black square or didn't post a black square, but 
continue to post resources and are continuing a conversation like you or like, you know, whoever it may be. And that's why I think it's important to keep it going. Do I feel like it's going to be the same intensity? No, the news cycle, I don't think allows us to have the same intensity continuously. I think it takes a lot of persistent effort to continue going at the same pace, but I think that's what it will take to keep going. Is, is there a point where it'll reach some normalcy, quote unquote normalcy? Mm, maybe yes for some people. Mm, for the majority of people, maybe yes, but I think the opportunity that, like I told you when we talked the other day, was the opportunity that we have uh, as white people and especially as white men, because we have an extra level of privilege as being a white man, is that every single day moving forward for the rest of your life or my life, we have that obligation and the opportunity more so to help and to, you know, be an ally, which is something that I know I'm going to try and do better at. So while it's frustrating to see people going back to their normal lives, like that's where you have to step up and I have to step up and say, I'm, I can see that. But every day when I find an opportunity to share what I've learned, like I'm going to take that opportunity but it's hard. I mean, people are hurt and you don't want to see people moving on when you're hurt. And it's hard to kind of weed through who's doing it for the right reasons and who, you know, just wants to get it done with because they don't want to do the hard work and the uncomfortable work. So I don't know. I'd be interested to, I'd be interested to hear how you feel about it. That's just kind of where I stand, but. Well, I like know. when I woke up on blackout Tuesday, I thought that the blackout square was like, you're showing your like solidarity. You're showing that you think black lives matter. Like you're showing that like, this was like, I thought it was like a, a social movement, like a mobilization. So that's why with like, I wrote like a paragraph about like, I don't think that posting on social media will do anything, which is ironic because I keep posting on social media trying to do something. But uh that's why I thought it was. And then I went on Twitter and people were like, this is doesn't do anything at all. And right. then um, people just did like blackout Tuesday and then they went back and they posted them like doing a boomerang, having a mimosa the next day. And yeah. it was just like, we did that because that's what everybody else was doing. And right. the thing that I've been like reading about or like listening to like the worst part the worst thing you could do is make it about yourself right now. Like, yeah. And that's not what it's supposed to be. Like we're supposed to basically not like, I've been thinking about like people have been sharing like their experience with police. And I don't, I don't like that. But like in the post, I was like, use that as like a jumping off point for yourself to how you would feel if you were a minority and then like times that by a hundred. So then you could actually like, I guess, start to feel a certain way because like my experiences with police from like when I was younger wasn't like I wasn't like oh I really I feel safe now that they are here I felt the opposite but I didn't want to be like this is my experience with police because that's not like what we're talking about right now but use that in your head to to like talk to somebody else that maybe doesn't have the like thinks the police are good and we have to not defund the police or why can we go back to normal on social media? Why can't, why is this a police issue? And like even posting like all the videos of like the police officers doing things to the protesters. Like you see a video now, at least in my opinion, like 
I see a video of like the old man being pushed and then his ear bleeding. I'm I'm not like like taken aback. I've like so desensitized by like all of the violence on just social media that like it doesn't hit as much. So like I'm wondering if we shouldn't post as much of the videos and post more like protests and marches and stuff like that, show the mobilization. So that when you do see a video, it still gives you like an emotional like draw in. So then you like are angry and emotional to like want to get involved because I feel like I've become so desensitized with any kind of like school shooting or police brutality or anything where like, I'm just like, Oh, this is America. This is what happens. Like this is, this is the monthly violence that we're conditioned to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think with social media, like at least like speaking to like quote unquote white allies and people who consider themselves to be like white allies to the black community, like a lot of it is like you, you to, like check your ego before you're posting things. And for me, like something that I've been trying to be more conscious of is asking myself, like, is this productive? Is this actually going to do something to advance the movement forward? So like someone posts something that's, you know, problematic for any reason, like instead of commenting on it, directly where everyone can see like direct message them yeah i mean education is like the biggest thing to be doing and like have a conversation because there are some people like there is no excuse for ignorance really but some people just genuinely might not know because we're not told we have we have to we have to you have to ask yourself like is what i'm going to do be a productive conversation with someone where it might change their mind in certain aspects, or am I just doing it to get a reaction out of them so that I can feel like I did something today. The other piece is that we have on a level, and this is going to sound bad. I'm just going to say it. We have to adjust our expectations for certain people. Not everyone is going to be willing to do the hard work. Not everyone is willing to have a conversation. And it's hard when you see people that aren't doing that because people are hurt. And when you're hurt, you're ready to talk about it. They're not. And that's not fair. They're not because they live in a bubble called white privilege and it's not fair, but our expectations have to be adjusted to make sure that when an opportunity arises to have a conversation or to have a meaningful, whatever it may be, a meaningful moment that, you know, us, we, take the opportunity to inform people like we as white people we as white people need to take the opportunity to step in and say listen let me let me help you out here or let's talk about what is going on yeah like as i saw this one video um i can't remember which account i saw it from but it was like a black woman talking about how white allies can actually help and like as a white like something that black people can't do is be in a room of all white people because as soon as they enter a room of all white people, it's no longer a room of all white people. Like we as white allies have to take those opportunities when we see, you know, covert racism or we see someone that maybe isn't informed about something to like use that position that we have, like check your ego at the door and say, here's a moment where I can have a conversation with someone. And because of the way that I look, maybe they'll listen to me. And maybe, like, maybe you won't get them to accept everything from your points, but maybe you'll get them to see things from a different perspective. It, it, but yeah, and it's hard because we're all sitting here like we don't, 
Like we all think pretty much this, well, like we all have very similar perspectives. No. Well, yes, that's true. But what I was going to say is that we don't have to worry about one of us going out and driving and getting pulled over by the police and getting killed. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a reality that we face, unfortunately in America. And to your point, Max, I think, and, and I've seen this a lot where people are saying, put, you know, warnings when you're posting these videos, because we can be, we can become desensitized to this because this isn't a world that we have to live in. The world that we live in is when we drive and get pulled over by, by the police. I've been pulled over three times. I've never gotten a ticket, you know, but that's not a reality for, for black people or people of color. So we become desensitized because we don't have the fear in our heart. When, when black people are seeing those videos, I'm sure that evokes something because that, that is them. That, that is, that that's is their, their reality. That's it's their reality. Ours. And that's where I get confused because on one hand, I want to say, and I've been thinking like this analogy that like racism is an addiction in America. Like America has fed off that addiction and prospered from it for how long? 400 years. Addictions, when you're addicted to something, it's not a one-stop drop. Addiction is something, and you can attest to this in social work, that addiction is forever. When you're addicted, you have to fight that every day. And that's like why I tell you and why I tell myself every day, we have the responsibility to make sure that we further a society where black people, people of all colors, can live in a fair, a more fair, equal society. But where I get tripped up, and to go back to my point about our reality is that, while I understand we have to be patient, there is no level of patience anymore for people of color and black people because they shouldn't have to face that a day longer. Mm -hmm. So that's to your point. And that's where, you know, I feel conflicted and I want to see both sides. But if I'm being honest, I can, you know, say that time is of the essence because, you know, black people shouldn't be dying any longer for things that us three would never have to worry about. It, yeah. sh it shouldn't happen a second more. But the other side of me realizes that this is going to be a forever thing that America faces, unfortunately, you know, like it, America is addicted to racism, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to see both sides. I don't have the answers. I wish, you know, I wish I did, but. Yeah. Like I feel kind of the same way you feel, Max, like burn, like, like just burn it all down. Like it's fucked up. It shouldn't be this way. <laughs> like they, and it comes down to every system in America is when you look down and when you really get down into it, every system in America is it disadvantages like black people, people of color, people of lower incomes. Like there are so many injustices that are just ingrained in American society that when you bring them up, it's like you're, you pull up one thing and you realize that it's like the whole like garden is poisoned basically. But the reality is that like, we can't just as much as I would love to just say burn it all down like unfortunately we can't the only thing that we can do is every day try to make small steps and everyone working together every day to make small steps is making I mean like look at what has been accomplished over the last two weeks it's making big changes and I think as long as we keep pushing to move forward like things will get better but like on the same hand, like at the same time, I feel the same way Nick does. Like it should not be one day longer. I don't know. It's frustrating. And even this, like it's, it's frustrating, but for like it, it's, I come from a place of privilege to say that like, it's 
it's frustrating that we live in this system, but for black people, it's a life or death system. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, when I say like, everything just seems like very fake and like not genuine, like where people are brands, people, government, anything, they're adapting to how this is the culture is going at the moment. So it doesn't feel like they genuinely want to change something. They are just doing it. And then also with like people being called out or losing their jobs or resigning, like they're only, it's only coming out now that something, something catastrophic to happen. And it's not genuine. I mean, people are being held accountable for their actions, but it had to take like someone again, dying from police brutality and then a protest and this like, I mean, yeah. It, you're right. I told you. I told you about the Martin Luther King thing with the with the buses, and when they, you know, changed the laws about busing and where people could sit on the buses, who could ride the bus. There's an iconic picture of Martin Luther King standing in front of a bus, and right on front of the bus is a fucking Pepsi Cola, a huge emblem on front of the bus, because Coca Cola wants to profit off what Martin Luther King and what these black people had to go through. And so to your point, you have, we're, we're questioning what is genuine, who are people that we can look to. And it's unfortunate that nowadays we do have to be critical thinkers truly and look very deep and very hard into what we're consuming and who we're consuming. Because you could, you could be someone that loves Starbucks, but just, what was it? Just today, Starbucks isn't, some Starbucks aren't allowing, you know, their employees to wear Black Lives Matter apparel but they also came forward and did a statement in support of black lives matter right so a lot of brands are using this as a chance to as like a publicity thing really and they have no choice because if you don't do it you're out you're canceled so it's like do we want genuine people do we want force do we want to force people to say black lives matter like where like where do we stand we want people to be genuine and move forward i think any anything that that supports Black Lives Matter is a good thing. Like we have to take it at least at that. But you're right. It's it's hard. It's hard to know what people are doing, the right thing and why they're doing it. And that's why I keep saying to people, and I think I've told you, Max, is that the people that are going to do good, they're going to shine through. The people that aren't doing it for the right reasons, they'll falter and fall to the side. And we've seen that with people that we know in town who have just fucking destroyed themselves because because they're just being honest to themselves and who they're honestly to themselves they're shitty people who have biases that are unchecked and i think we're going to continue to see that and because people are more aware now i think you know that those kind of things will continue to surface unfortunately but i've i've said it from the start i think in the worst possible way what president trump has done has let our country know there's a fucking issue there's a lot of fucking issues and if there's one thing that he highlighted that a lot of presidents didn't do and they tried to push it down was that this fucking country is fucked up. He didn't mean to do it, but he did it. He opened a can of worms unknowingly, you know, and it's now the time where we can, you know, try and make the change. It's unfortunate. And it feels like we're so insignificant because we're just young kids and, you know, we face a lot of adversity. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I, I'll just do it. I'm sure most of the vet, I mean, you said the veterans in, in the MAGA hats, I'm sure they weren't kids our age. I'm sure no, they were old people. They're old, they're old <laughs> farts who don't give a fuck, who don't care. 
who are raised with a perspective that black people, people of color are lesser, you know? So maybe it's a, maybe it's a matter of waiting our time. Maybe it's a matter of just, really that's what I was, well, I say like burn down. it down and stuff like that. Like we're so like ingrained with like thoughts of like, we had to look to somebody else to how we're supposed to think about something like, even yeah, we're not writing the Instagram story things. We're freaking just posting it to our own story. I mean, of course, I'm. I would. I'm. Anything I post my story, I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, this seems like beneficial to post it and then pass on along information. But like, there's influencers, there's brands, there's freaking brands that are important. There are brands that are not like. People are protecting a target at one point. Like, there just doesn't make things. Just don't make sense. Like, I think having I keep having conversations where like we shouldn't care about brands, we shouldn't care about don't trust our government and all these like crazy things. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I was like, I've just like lost faith in all of like humanity. And like, that's when I, when I say burn it down, like there needs to be something like to be restarted. And people are like, you need to show the fuck out with those conversations like that. And I'm like, okay, but how the fuck is anything going to change? I think your language, I think the, I think we have to be careful with the language you're using and I'll just harken back to, defund the police the word defund has confused people when you say burn it down that instantly like puts up a red flag for people it's polarizing but what you mean is not the physical embodiment you mean the symbolic representation of what america is at the moment which is a place of i'm gonna get this because i'm gonna put you down i'm gonna get this because i'm gonna cheat you and i'm gonna use you and whoever else and whatever else to gain x y or z whether it be money fame power which most of them go hand in hand so that's where that if i well, yeah know. because like we look for like people are like where are the celebrities going to speak out about this like why aren't they saying anything it's like why the fuck do you care what somebody says about this like well and also there's celebrities like what i've kind of been trying to do is like i mean i took a black feminist politics class and like these theories that people are now sharing like on their Instagram stories and things. These are theories that have been going on for years that like black theorists have come up with to describe American society and to describe different types of activism. So I've been trying to look to them and to look to people who have been talking about this for a long time. And I don't need a celebrity to say like, to try to educate me, I guess when you can use someone who's well-researched, who has a reputation in this field, who is an expert, who's been studying this for years. Like those are the people that I feel like we should be listening to and we should be amplifying their voices because like they've been doing the hard work for years. Like this is, I guess this is their time to shine. Kylie Jenner didn't take a fucking black feminist studies class. That bitch sits on her fucking plastic ass and makes money off of people with the fame that she has. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we care about these people. Like, why do we care? And that's what I think. When this whole thing started, I was like, why do we care what celebrities think? Like, we don't, we we need art and culture to, like, it's the same thing with, like, reading and learning. Like, you need need to expand your mind. We need art. That resolves around celebrities. We shouldn't care what they do outside of the movie. We, 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 yes, you're right. We need art and culture. We don't need people that are looking to profit and use culture to make money. We see celebrities that are using their platforms to make more money. We see people rip other people off to make money. What, what the key word I think that Hannah says is amplify. We should be amplifying black voices and people 
who have studied this shit. And there was a, I watched the Dave Chappelle, um, I guess it's like a concert. He called it a concert on YouTube. And he said, Underwhelming, if I say myself. It, it was, it, <laughs> I, I think it's powerful if you listen to it for what it is. It's not a comedy special. It's him voicing an opinion. But one line that I did really like was he said, the streets speak for themselves. I don't need to say shit. And that's, and that's the truth. But that's what that's I'm saying. Like we've, we've come so accustomed to like, we need to hear from these fucking people because they tell us how we're supposed to feel about certain things. No, you don't. We are, there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. So like, that is what, Yes. They, they should just join us. They sh- we shouldn't have to be like, okay, what is Ariana Grande? Is she, is she protesting? Or we shouldn't, also, we shouldn't like idolize them, like Halsey putting a fucking bandaid on somebody. Like, every it's day, racism. It's, not, it's, so, it's not hard to, it's like. There's everyday people doing that. What, yeah. we, what we get stuck in is group think. We look at one person who we like. We don't even fucking, we don't know these fucking people. We do group think. We say, okay. Halsey put a bandit on someone's head. Kylie Jenner, whoever is saying this, I keep using Kylie Jenner. I have to lay off or I feel bad, but we keep using these celebrities and we do group thinking. It creates dichotomous thinking where we think everyone's thinking this. I have to think this too. And then they're thinking this and we get stuck in this one or the other thing. But like, some- what happened with the David Dobrik thing with the, when he donated the money, the first thing we both thought was the tax, you get taxed, right? Like it, it's yeah. good. And then there's also like, immediately you're like, okay, yeah. but they get that money back. It doesn't matter. There's a myriad of things. I think, like, truthfully, celebrities, the only thing that they should be doing right now is retweeting actual, like, activists, retweeting people who, like, like I said, amplifying the voices of people who are experts in this and donating silently. Like, you don't, we don't need to see your receipts that you're donating. We don't need to hear your opinion on this because. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, why do you just share your donation receipt? Yeah, like, like you have yeah. a platform, like if you have, you have wealth, share the wealth. You have a platform, step down from your platform and let someone else speak. Like, and uh, even if you just do that, it, it's going to look so good for you. Like, it's not ever going to look bad. It's always going to look we, good. We hope they're not thinking that way. We hope they're just doing it as the genuine, you know, being genuine in the goodness of their heart and wanting to help. But they've come from a new place where like, they, they're, everybody is normal people. Like they're just human beings like us. But like now they are like in a spotlight and they're surrounded by people that say yes to them and like look to them. So like, of course, they're going to be like, I have to do this because it, it, like, they're not thinking logically anymore. And I, think, and I think that's where I would like, for myself at least, I would like to tie it back and offer it to the one listener we have, Trey, that like there, there are everyday superheroes. Our job is every day to go out there and be the quote unquote Halsey that puts a bandit on someone's head. Every day we have the choice to do something for somebody else. And that's our job. It is, it is being on social media and reposting useful resources to help other people. But it's more so taking those resources and sharing them in real life, mm-hmm. sharing them with people in real time. And that's where I, where I will continue to try and make a change and where I have been trying to research more and check the, the unconscious biases that I have. And I'm going to be honest with myself and everyone else and say, Yes, I have unconscious biases. Just like if you're being honest with yourself, we would all say we all do. And so I'm going to do that. And I'm going to continue to work hard on doing that. Yeah, I think like as people, it's not our fault that we have these unconscious biases. And it's not our fault that we live in a society that raises us to think certain ways. But it's our responsibility to learn about them and to unlearn them. 
and then to go forward and help other people unlearn them. And it becomes your fault if you don't do that. Yeah. If then you, it becomes yeah. your fault. Yeah, I mean, I've, the only thing I've been worried about is like people reaching out to black people and being like, are you okay? Or like, let's talk about this. Like that really, that stresses me out. Like, would you do that normally? If you wouldn't do it normally? No, like that's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, thankfully, I don't know how to phrase this, but I can edit this out, but people have reached out to me and been like, what do you think? Or like with social work and stuff like that. And like, I'm glad they're not reaching out to like, the one black person they know would be like, what do you think about this whole fucking thing? Like, doesn't make any sense. Don't it's do not, that. That's not fair to them. That's not. It's the same thing as like asking them like to educate you on something. Like you have a phone. But they don't speak for every black person too. Like that's yeah. what my head thinks. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of times uh, we don't, if you don't know, you look for something, you look for someone that does know and you ask I think that's like a natural thing you do. Like if you don't know how to work on a car, who do you go to? You go to a car mechanic. Mm -hmm. So I think naturally that's our inclination is to find someone that will know, but that's not fair to them to put pressure to educate. That's not necessarily their job. And that's even something I've had to challenge on myself because I would think to myself, man, I would really like to learn from somebody who has gone through it because that gives me a perspective, but I'm learning that's not their job. My job is to be a support system to be to create a safe space for them to to speak and when they're ready to, to talk to me they're ready to talk to me if they don't talk to me i can go on my fucking computer i can go on my fucking phone and figure it out i can buy a book and read it even though i don't even like reading like these are things i can do i think it's hard though there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things swirling and i'm sure people that listen to this podcast trey <laughs> will think holy shit these three people are talking about a lot of stuff there's a lot going on and that's the fucking truth. There's a lot going on. That's just the fucking truth of it. There's always been a lot going on. We're just, yeah. we're just now bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what uh, someone texted me and they were like, oh, I'm so glad that you're uh, being serious for once. And I was like, okay, I literally like have to do this for my profession or in class. I go on social media to not to joke around. That's why I go on social media and be an idiot. And like, so like when this all started coming up again, I was like, I hate that it looks like I'm just posting this shit, but like, this is all stuff I learned in the last five years and like worked with. And I don't, I've come to the point where like, I don't think that way. I just, I'm like, and like all RA training is about racism and de-escalation and shit like that. And like being inclusive and also is all social work school. So like, I don't think most of all the internet posts, I'm just like, okay, here, take this now and learn it yourself. Like I shouldn't have had access to it because I'm an RA or I'm a social work student. You should just know this shit to be a good human being. Yeah. I think, yeah. It, but when I keep saying, I think before I just to preface, I'm afraid people are going to get ang- angry at me, but I don't, I'm just not going to care anymore. We, I mean, they, we are three white people. And I think we've, uh, we voiced that we, we're not the people that should be talking about this, but it feels bad not to talk about it. I think it, I, I mean, I'm not going to say we should be talking about this. Yeah. We no, like we should be talking about it, but like, don't listen to Listen to this and don't listen to what we say and stop there. Like go yeah. and keep going after this. And, yeah. and if and you're listening to this and you're pissed off, we're saying, we're you saying, oh, listen to experts. Right. That's, I was going to say that. Yeah. That's what we're saying. <laughs> we're, we, we are, we are not the celebrities that we're talking. We are not even anything. We're just people sitting on, I'm sitting on a couch, a futon. 
It's broken and it's uncomfortable. I'm not sitting on my plastic ass. Like I'm not going to say her name again. <laughs> no, but it's, there's a lot going on. I think you have a perspective learning about different people and um, broadening your horizons about hearing other people's perspectives. And so you're sharing a perspective from the social work perspective. Hannah can share her perspective from a law perspective or from her passion about okay. political science. And I can share my experience from working with children or, or my love for people. Like, like these are the experiences we have to share. Are they right? No. Are they wrong? No. We will learn as we go. But right now we're trying our very best. I know I can say I'm trying my very best to do a better job and to be a better Nick, to be a better ally. And it's hard. Has it been uncomfortable? I'll be honest with myself. Yes, it has been uncomfortable. It's been hard to look at myself and say, okay, these are things that I could work on. Mm -hmm. But that's the only way things are going to get changed around here. We all have to be honest with ourselves and have the courage to stand up for other people. And we're going to do that. And like we're saying here, we are not the end-all be-all for sure. We're saying as a capstone, we, we are here to create an environment and to create a dialogue to further. <laughs> well, the st well we, we're, we're furthering a dialogue between each other. And we're starting a dialogue maybe with other people, hopefully, if they want to comment or reach out to us and talk about things. But to amplify the resources and the Black voices that need to be heard. And I think that's the essence of what we're doing. That's the essence of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm scared for some of the posts I'm seeing. Uh, but whenever people post stuff, I try to post the contradicting of like calling out that post to like try to like shut that down. Like, hate can't wait, it's just like nothing. So I'm like, why Maybe we shouldn't my, go. my posts. Like people are like, let's go with eight can't wait, let's go, go, go. And like DeRay and shit like that, like, what is that? Black people, black people don't like DeRay. He's the person who's like the the spokesperson that like rose from Ferguson and like the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, okay. But the Black Lives Matter movement was founded by three women. But we all know DeRay, who has nothing to do with it. But like, he started marketing himself and like had podcasts and he was like showing up on CNN. And then he's the one who like had the eight can't wait come up. But all the things that are in the eight can't wait, they're already things that people, police officers are supposed to already be doing. So then now the eight can't wait, if that like goes through, then there's more funding that's being put into training for the police officers. So then it's just a bandaid that nothing is changing. So then we'll be back here again. Yeah. So like people are like, let's go eight can't wait with their Instagram stories. And I started like posting like why eight can't wait doesn't do shit to hopefully like, okay, now clearly click on that. Yeah, and there's the pivotal point because you have a choice. You can say, okay, I'm not going to say anything. You can say I'm going to be very combative and say you're fucking wrong, you stupid idiot butthead. Or you can, or you can post resources that challenge that thinking. Mm -hmm. Or you can even take a step further to have a conversation. Why do you think that way? Let me share why I'm thinking this way. So those are, that's, that's the gamut of choices you have. What you're choosing to do is say, here, if you choose to read this, this is another resource that maybe will persuade you to think in a different way. And it's hard because we, you know, we want to attack people. We want to jump on their neck and, you know, twist their, twist their arm and say, listen, you need to be thinking this way. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's useful. I think what you're doing is, is useful to give people a different perspective. Like I've been saying perspective is everything. Yeah. And I mean, even like our perspectives, I would say like, we've just, like dipped our foot in the water of 
a movement that has been like years and years, like decades, centuries in the making by black activists. Like the Black Lives Matter movement, like you said, was created by three black women, right? Yeah. But when you think about it, you think about it as a movement that's dedicated towards black men. So there's a lot of nuances in every movement. There's people who are on the side of like, it can't wait as a policy. And then there's people who are on the side of like, throw that away. It's a whole different ball game. So I think like right now, what's really good that's going on is that a lot of people are learning and like, we're part of that. We're, we're trying to learn all these new things, but the reality is that there's decades of research there's decades of writing on this and like i said we've just begun to dip our foot in the water so slavery was fuck it's it's not even that old dude some of the some of the shit the the lynching shit what was that the 80s dude yeah it happened yesterday too and then yesterday like we're alive we we are we are we were alive when when that should happen we don't it's under our that's what i was trying to say when i was like civil rights wasn't that long ago it wasn't. Still, I mean, it's still going on. This is civil rights. This is. That's why I keep saying to my parents, like, the only thing that changed is that there's not, like, segregation. There's not two bathrooms for colored. And, like, they got rid of colored bathroom. Like, that's the only thing that's not there. There's still the racism that was quiet, like, during Bush. Overt, and shit. You know, like, everything used to be literally printed on the door, white, Black. yeah that's what i'm saying now, like, you know, like, we got rid of that that's all that changed changes now it's like covert it's hidden and that's why people don't notice it maybe as much that's why people have the privilege of acting like it didn't happen but it's it's still happening like it dude the food deserts all yeah that's that's the new freaking um i'll just say it the food deserts dude i didn't even know that was a fucking thing i'm on i'm watching ted talks like i'm listening to ted talks all day long i'm in the shower listening to ted talks and I hear about these food deserts and all of a sudden my brain's been blown. I don't even know. Cause you know what? I can bike, I can walk the fucking big Y and have food in a second, in a heartbeat. Like these well, are that's things- like all the whole foods no. in New York and stuff like that. Like- but, we, but we don't even know these things. And you're right. It's not a segregated bathroom anymore. It's a segregated system that we don't see. Yeah. You know, this is like the and- common cold, you know, floating around. We don't see it, but people are getting it. We're just not acknowledging it. But now we are. Now we're now we're Yeah. Studying, and I know. mean a lot of this is why like I chose to study political science is because you see the effects of policies and stuff like this, but as a person like just walking around in America, you don't see the policy and you don't see what's going on behind closed doors and like learning about them and understanding them. Unfortunately, like the only way to take down things like this is to involve yourself in the system and like you said earlier like a lot of politicians start off they want to work within the system to do good but i guess like again what i'd say is really good about this particular moment is that there's a lot of momentum and momentum is a really powerful force and things are coming to light that are hidden on purpose by people in charge and it's getting to the point where average people know about these hidden systems and they're writing to their lawmakers asking them to change. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad that like Obama is being seen for the president. He was, I think we like look at it with rose colored glasses. That it was such a monumental like thing. The first black president, two terms and like everybody liked Obama. Like he was like a person you'd want to hang out with. 
but like he fucking destroyed the Middle East and killed a bunch of fucking people. And then Ferguson and all that shit started when he was president and he didn't do anything either. And like what I keep talking about too is that like with the left and the right, and but it's like there's the right, which is the Republican, and there's the center, which is the Democrats, and then there's the left, where it's like that is like defunding the police and shit like that. And the center is fucking like a can't wait and like just more sh- shit that like looks like its progress has been made, but it's just a band aid that doesn't do anything. The center is Democrats kneeling for eight minutes. Yeah. Walking like, into the fucking like house and writing a law about it. Cause I, that's what I keep saying. People think they're liberal. They're liberal. They're like their center. And that's where like, when I say burn it down, that's where like, I'm going all the way to the left of like, I should say, the, once again, these are just labels. We don't even have to say we're a liberal or a whatever the fuck we are. We have to go out there and be good fucking people and do right by people that have been oppressed for 405 for years since the creation of this fucking country since that we live in. Country, well, they created the country. They built country. the country. I, I, I mean, think, the biggest takeaway is, I guess it's like white people are lucky that they don't want revenge. They just want equity and then equity one step further is they want justice. So because if they wanted revenge, I don't, I mean, I don't think we should even talk about that. I no, I know. But like, that's like, I've like, that's something I think about a lot that like, they just want to be treated equally. Like if they don't want to fucking, treat you how we treated them imagine yeah Im- imagine the pattern imagine and I, and I hear what you're saying i think people could twist that in a different way but i think people could twist this whole entire conversation i don't <laughs> listen, and 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 that's and i think maybe that's your anxiety and your fear about being a white man and saying these things and i i have not spoken on social media about the things i feel because i know it's not time for me to have that conversation with people i posted a resource that i really liked and that was what i did Am I doing work behind closed doors? Yes. Am I being silent? No, I went out to the protest. I will be going to the protest in Ledger. You know, I did post my resource. I, I just, I want to make sure that you, we have to be comfortable in ourselves to say we're trying our best. Yeah. And if, and if there comes a moment that we need to do something different, we, we should be comf- you know, confident in ourselves that we will listen and do different. Um, and I just want to go back very briefly about the Obama thing. You said that you have no hope. Obama, remember you, you said you had no hope. you said you had no hope in humanity. You feel like you feel like you had uh, like you felt drained or felt essential. I'm hearing you say is like you feel sucked out. No, because they keep putting us in a revolving door of like, okay, go vo- okay, everyone needs to go vote in November. Nothing <laughs> fucking happened. Nothing changed. Nothing. Changed. Yes, what you're saying is you don't have hope, right? I, I, it's not that I don't have hope. It's just like there's so there's so much that needs to be gradually changed, and like that's what I'm talking about the left, center, and the right. We're in the center, which slowly leads to the right, where you get locked into like you can't please everybody, but yeah. like we elect you to actually fucking do something and not just continue the same things that have been going on. But yeah, but yes, I agree with you. This is where I was going to go with that. Is that Obama ran on hope? And Obama didn't do everything great. He certainly didn't. Well, he walked into a fucking recession in 2008. He got fucked. Let's just keep politics aside. aside. What did Obama stand for? Hope. He was a representation that maybe there is a change that's coming. 
Yeah. Um, and that's, and I think that's why people latch on to someone like Barack Obama, because it was a representation for, for change or for hope of people that don't have hope, I'm sure, in many regard. Because think about the way you're feeling. Imagine the way that people have felt for 400 years. I also think people are very naive in their thinking where like people are like, we'll trust the system. The education we're taught with the history is like, that's correct. And it like takes, it takes an unwinding of like the things we're taught weren't correct. And it like, it has to be you yourself to discover it yourself because like your parents are closed minded or the people around you are closed minded because they're following a curriculum or they're following what they think they're supposed to be trusted, which even goes back further of like, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. So like, we're going to look to this because that's what we're supposed to do. Cause that's what we've it been ingrained in our minds. And it's slowly every year it's unraveling more and more. Yeah. Can I say something about the sure. Obama Go thing? Ahead. Um, about like the hope. So uh, one of my professors, uh, Professor Simeon, Anyone who's reading this should read her work. Uh, she wrote a book. This. Or listening to this should read her work. Uh, she actually wrote a whole book about symbolic representation and what candidates like Barack Obama do for the black community. And what he did, like you were saying, like to a group of people who have no hope for people who have never voted in their entire life were out campaigning for him because he was a candidate that, you know, looked like them and, essentially meant symbolically that like he provided that hope for people who had i can i can see this i can see the image oh i can see it that was his like literal motto yeah but like symbolic representation what it does is it gets people i'll just say like it gets black people who were completely disengaged from the electoral system and who believed that there was no reason for them to go to the polls. There was no reason for them to be involved in electoral politics. It got them out to the polls in record numbers to see someone like them. And the same thing happened like with Hillary Clinton. It got a bunch of women out. And ironically, they, uh, political scientists have come up with this term called the Trump effect. And after Trump ran and won in the 2016 election, more women, minority, people of color, openly gay, like, LBGTQI people more than ever ran for positions. So like in our lifetime, I think we are starting to see, I guess I would say like more left leaning, more movement towards progress. And right now it's just one of those like spark points, like when Obama ran for office, like it's one of those chances or one of those times where like, everyone feels mobilized and like it is disheartening that we have presidential candidates that's you know joe biden i'll just say it joe biden fucking sucks <laughs> but like you also have to look at like your local politicians because they're the ones who create the most meaningful change in your life and they control the police funding yeah and stuff like, like that. back to like the whole conversation like your city your like people who are on like your city boards though, ones that determine your own local police laws and they determine your budgets. It's that, but, and and this is kind of like where I want to end off with what I was going to say is that Obama stood for hope. Maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't do everything right. And he probably didn't. No one can, no one can do everything right. Yeah. He stood for hope. Like I go to therapy every Thursday and sometimes I just talk about the fact that I'm disheartened by the world that I live in. 
I feel like the world that I thought and imagined as a kid and was told existed as a kid is not what I'm seeing as a 23-year-old. And that's my experience. And I'm sure for other people, it's much worse. And I'm not ignoring that. But each day, you have to cling to some sort of hope. And maybe for people that's Obama and we let them just have that. Maybe it's you walk out and you hear birds chirping and you think, man, the world is really beautiful. Maybe you walk out and see a protest. And for me, I saw those high school girls standing up there commanding an audience of 1,000 people. And to me, that was like hope. It's like, look at these kids. Don't fuck with these kids. Like, and we can be a part of that. Like each day we have that hope and we can try and, you know, uh, prosper in hope and perpetuate hope. And that's the chance you have as a social worker, the chance Hannah has as a lawyer. That's the chance I have as a teacher. Like these are the opportunities we have. I'll say I'm going to try much harder and I'll be doing more researching, much more active listening. And I hope that we can continue conversations. I, I like talking about this stuff. I like to learn and I'm eager to, to be better and be a part of the solution. And that's, for me, that's where I'd like to leave off my contribution for now. I, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll leave off with, this should be the, 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 the gun and the bullet of the race and like not even, this shouldn't even be the starting line. This should, like there's, so much to learn after like if listening to this you trey <laughs> so. but honestly i would i would love i would love for example maddie blask oh shoot should i say her name i have they can do whatever you want <laughs> maddie who we had on last week said that she listened to a couple episodes with her friends i would love it if people sat down and listened to a portion of this episode and reached out to probably max because they all have your phone number and, just, and we just started a conversation. I would, I would love to talk to more people and have a dialogue that can be open, that can be friendly, can be constructive, and can be, uh, like we're saying, a, a beacon of hope for each of us to move forward and have a better dialogue. And that's what I would like. So even if it's Trey, even if it's Maddie Blask and her friends, even if it's whoever the hell you are, we're waiting to hear you. Not you. Them. No, we're waiting for your closing statement, too. Your closing uh -huh. statement. Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I would just say, like, like I said, these posts on Instagram, it's 10 slides that you just have to flip through and read. There's hundreds of years of research out there. Like, if you find something that relates to, like, whatever it is you're studying, I would read up on it. Um, if you're still in college, like, Black studies, like I know at UConn, Africana studies is constantly being cut. Like if you take those classes, the professors will end up getting more classes. They'll be able to spend more money on their research. Like you have, whether or not you feel like you have power, you do like use it however you can, whether that's picking up a book from your local library and reading it or reposting something on Instagram so someone else can learn. I'm excited about this. I'm excited to, to be a part of a good change. Thank you.